The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time, where we always have fresh, exciting, relevant revelation for you each and every week. And this week we are going to continue talking about the harvest. Just this last week at Freedom Fellowship Church, we celebrated Pentecost Sunday, which is when God poured out his Holy Spirit on the disciples, and they began to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues. They saw the tongues of fire upon them, and the Holy Spirit gave them new revelation. And so that was Pentecost when that happened. And and Pentecost happens during the Feast of the Harvest, which was this past week. It's celebrating the harvest and It is just as relevant for us today because we also get to celebrate the harvest that God has for us. He's bringing about a harvest to the body of Christ, a supernatural harvest, and we're going to see the manifestations of it. Amen. So I want to start, before we begin, I want to start by reminding you as well, keep Pastor Chris in prayer. She is still in the Philippines, out there ministering and training other ministers and leaders over there in the Philippines, and God is continuing to move. We continue to hear amazing, great reports from the Philippines, but keep her in prayer because we want God to continue to move for her to have energy and focus and that no weapon of the enemy can prosper against her. She's going to be in the Philippines until the 20th of this month, and then you guys will get to hear from her again. But I assure you, the Philippine mission trip is going wonderful. We continue to hear great and wonderful things from Pastor Chris as she is over there. And at the same time, as always, if you want to support this broadcast, you can go to SOGMI.org slash donate. Again, that is SOGMI.org slash donate. This radio broadcast is supported by listeners just like you that choose to support us and help us as we train people within the body of Christ and as we preach the good news of the gospel. But as I said before, we're, we're talking about the harvest that God has for us. And something that he is telling us now is that we need to prepare for overflow in our lives because he wants to bring an overflow in our lives that is going to transform the world around us. And so we're going to start with the scripture. We're going to start in Proverbs chapter 3, starting with verse 5. And many of you may be familiar with this scripture. Verse 5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. See, that's the overflow. That is part of the harvest we're going to receive. And I want you to notice, okay, there was a number of instructions that came in that scripture, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
Uh, Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your crops. See, those are the kinds of instructions that we need to follow if we're going to receive the fullness of this harvest in our lives. But I want to read that last verse again. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So the overflow that we're going to receive, it's going to be new wine, new revelation, new things of God. But as we know, the scripture tells us New wine cannot be placed in old wineskins, right? Why? Because the old wineskins will burst if you put new wine in them. And this is something that we need to understand is that God is going to bring overflow in our lives, but we cannot rely on the old ways of doing things, on our old habits. We have to allow God to give us new wineskins so that we can receive the overflow of new wine in our lives. Because if we don't prepare ourselves to receive the new wine, then our wineskins are going to burst and it's going to flow everywhere. We're not going to be able to partake in the harvest. So we're going to back up for a minute here because this is what we're going to. It all comes back to the illumination revelation that comes with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to show us where the old wineskins are and where we can get rid of them. Okay, because all of us, we have assumptions about how God's going to move. We have habits about how we've always done things. God's going to show us what we need to change, what we need to adjust so that we can receive the new wine. Okay, now when the disciples received the Holy Spirit, they began to get new revelation. You notice before they received the Holy Spirit, they kept asking Jesus, Jesus, when are you going to establish the kingdom of Israel, right? When are you going to build up the kingdom of Israel? But if you notice, Jesus never preached or never taught about the kingdom of Israel. He always said the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. So the vision that God had was bigger than the vision that the disciples had. And the disciples did not catch this vision until They received the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit began to give them revelation and illumination, right? Because as soon as they received the Holy Spirit, suddenly they were able to say, this is what the prophet Joel spoke of. You see, they understood, they had heard that scripture before, but the Holy Spirit gave them the interpretation and the revelation that went along with it. And this is what is so important for us, because we can't just read the Bible through our own understanding, okay? We can't just read the Bible, because if we just read the Bible, then it'll be just like another book. When we read the Bible, without the Holy Spirit, it's just another book. But when we read the Bible, we're supposed to allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Word of God for us. And then it becomes the living word and it becomes the word of God. Because I want you to think about, okay, think about all the Bible scholars, all those who went to Bible school in academia. They know the scriptures. They probably memorized it even better than I have, right? They know all the scriptures. They read the Bible so many times. But how many of these men that have spent so much time studying the Bible academically— 
how many of them are receiving revelation from God, how many of them are preaching in power, how many of them are operating in signs and wonders and miracles. So if you think about that for a minute, then you will realize that studying the Bible alone without the Holy Spirit is not enough. And I'll prove it to you because think about the teachers of the law. Think about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They knew the scriptures. They were supposed to have memorized all of the Torah before they had reached 13 years old. And if they had succeeded in that, then they could go on to be teachers of the law, Pharisees and Sadducees. So they knew the scriptures and they spent much of their time studying the scriptures, memorizing the scriptures. But when the Messiah stood in front of them, they didn't recognize him, even when he was standing right in front of their faces. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, studying the Bible alone without the Holy Spirit is not enough, okay? Think about the Apostle Paul. Before he became Paul, he was known as a man named Saul. And Saul was a learned man as well. He also knew the scriptures. And Saul, before his conversion persecuted Christians. We know that when Stephen was being stoned, Saul stood by the side holding the coats of the men who stoned him. And then later on, he got a letter from the higher elders saying that he could go out and arrest more Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem. So Saul thought that he was serving God because Stephen, it says, when they were trying him and preparing to stone him, it says that he was so full of the Holy Spirit that he looked up to heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing there at the right hand of God. And Stephen said in Acts chapter seven, look, I see heaven open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Acts 7, verse 57, At this they, those who were trying him, covered their ears and yelled at the top of their lungs. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. See, so as soon as he began to talk about the supernatural things that he was experiencing, they covered their ears and started yelling so that they couldn't hear him, right? It's like a child going, you know, la, 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 I can't hear you, I can't hear you, right? They didn't want to receive the revelation that God had. They didn't want to receive or partake in these things that would force them to break their own doctrines. So it says they, they covered their ears, yelling at the top of their voices, and they all rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Later on, right, Saul, he got his permission to go persecute more Christians. And what happened? Jesus appeared before him. And then suddenly Saul was blinded, right? And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Saul? So all this time, Saul thought that he was serving God as he knew the scriptures but he was not. And there are many people 
that may think that they're serving God because they know the scriptures, but because they don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in their lives, they are working against the move of God. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. And you notice when Jesus appeared before Saul, Saul was blinded by the glory of God, right? No longer could he rely on his own sight or his own perception. Jesus had to blind him so that he would be reliant on him. And sometimes God has to blind us a little bit so that we no longer see with our own eyes, but we're willing to look at our situations, willing willing to look at other people through the eyes of Christ. That's why the scripture says we have the mind of Christ, right? We're the body, he's the head, which means the one that is directing us is Jesus Christ. He's doing the thinking, he's doing the planning. We're moving in response to what he does, right? Because when I want to move my arm, my brain sends a signal down to my arm and the arm responds accordingly. It's the same for us in the body of Christ, okay? So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the scriptures for us. But in the same way that we allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us revelation as we are reading the Bible, we also have to allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word of God that has been released over our lives. Those prophetic words that we have received, those things that God has spoken over us, we can't understand them in our own mind. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate those words for us. I want you to think about Abraham. When God spoke over him, I will make you a great nation. You will be blessed. You will be a blessing. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. Now, Abraham might have had some concept of what that meant, but he didn't understand the fullness of it, right? And we will never understand the fullness of the words that God has spoken over us, but through the Holy Spirit, we can begin to get some understanding of what God has planned for us. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to operate in us. And as we do that, as we do that, he's going to show us how to get rid of some of those old wineskins so that we can receive the new wine because the harvest is here now. So we have to prepare for it. I want to read to you a parable of Jesus that Jesus shared. And this is in Matthew chapter 13. And this is applicable to right now. It says Matthew 13 verse 24. Jesus told them another parable. He said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. 
Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Now understand, this is the situation that we are in right now. As Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Okay? So it doesn't just apply to the return of Christ. But a harvest is coming in now, and many of you have been wondering, well, why hasn't God dealt with all these wicked people? Why hasn't God dealt with this or that or this or that? And if you look at this scripture, it very clearly shows us why. Why didn't the owner uproot the weeds as soon as he saw they were planted? He says he prevented his servants from uprooting the weeds immediately. Why? Because while they pull up the weeds, you will uproot the wheat along with the weeds. So it's for the sake of the body of Christ that he has not judged the wicked things of the world yet, because many in the body of Christ are still intermingled with elements of the world system. And so long as we are connected to elements or we are intermixed with elements of the world system, we will be uprooted along with the weeds. And so I want to remind you at the beginning of this year, we had revealed to you a prophetic word that God had spoken over the body of Christ, over this nation, which was that there is a great root that is planted in Washington, D.C., that goes down into the earth and spreads all around the world. Okay? And God said that he is now uprooting that root in Washington, D.C. However, many in the body of Christ, they have their roots attached to that same tree. So notice here, in this parable, the master allowed the weeds to grow to fullness and the wheat to grow to fullness. And then he collected the weeds and he collected the wheat. So understand, God has said now he's going to begin dealing with the wicked systems in the world. And this parable reveals to us that at the same time God deals with the wicked, the body of Christ will also receive their harvest and manifestations at the same time, right? So understand, because, you know, people often talk about judgment, 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 right? Judgment isn't all bad, right? When there's a judgment, the judge makes a determination. So those who have been faithful and those who have been righteous, it is a good thing. There are blessings. There are manifestations and miracles to follow when God judges the body of Christ if their heart has been righteous before God and those who have been wicked, then it is a bad thing, right? The weeds were thrown into the fire. So those weeds have reached their fullness. It's time for the body of Christ, for the wheat to also reach their fullness because the harvest is here and the harvest is now and we have to prepare ourselves for that harvest. So part of what's going on is that as we go about our day, the Holy Spirit will reveal to us where we have some of our roots attached to those weeds or maybe intermingled with those weeds. Now is the time to detach ourselves from any weeds, any thorns, any snares that have tangled us up and that have held us back, any vices, any bad routines, anything 
that is preventing us from reaching our potential in Christ. Because the harvest is now, right? And if we separate ourselves, we will receive the overflow that God has been talking about in our lives. And that's what we want, right? We want to produce for God. Because the reason why God is bringing us overflow, it's not just for ourselves, right? We are blessed so that we can be a blessing to other people. A common test that Pastor Chris often talks about, how you can determine if something is truly from God, it will benefit you, it will benefit the body of Christ and others, and it will bring glory to God, right? And if our cup is overflowing with new wine, that means it spills out and we are able to be a blessing to others. And as we do that, then we point the way back to Christ, right? I am blessed because I serve God. I am blessed because I follow the Holy Spirit and his leading, right? Because in the body of Christ, we should really be the most productive people. We should really be the most innovative people. We should really be the best problem solvers, the best critical thinkers. Why? It's not because of our own ability, but because we have the Holy Spirit, right? And when we are at our job or when we're presented with a problem— We should be able to go to the Holy Spirit and say, well, God, how do I deal with this issue, right? How do I deal with this issue and how do I work in a way to be as efficient and productive as possible? And people of the world should see that blessing on us. I want you to remember the story with Joseph. Everything that Joseph did prospered. Everything that Joseph did was excellent, right? Even Potiphar knew that the hand of God was upon Joseph because Joseph did everything that he does unto the Lord. And even as we go about our day, at our job, with our family, whatever it is that we're doing, we're doing everything we do. And it's part of our worship to the Lord, right? So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word for us. And I'm going to read the scripture in Proverbs, once again, and I want you to think about the things that the Lord is saying through the scripture because they are applicable to the harvest right now. So Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 10, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. And that is where the overflow is going to come, brothers and sisters. But we're about out of time for this week, so keep this in prayer as we prepare for the harvest because God truly wants to move mightily here in the body of Christ and he wants to bring lasting transformation throughout this nation and throughout the world and it will happen if we yield and listen to the Holy Spirit and where he leads us. Amen. Do you believe that and receive that? So before we go, I just want to remind you, keep Pastor Chris in prayer. She's going to be in the Philippines until the 20th. So she's finishing up her mission trip there. And you guys, I'm sure you're going to hear so many stories 
about what God has been doing in the Philippines in the coming weeks. And so that is so exciting. And as always, if you enjoy this broadcast, if this broadcast has blessed you, you can support us online at sogmi.org. That again, that is S-O-G-M-I dot org. And you can hit the donate button. Every little gift helps us um, keep this show going, keep doing overseas training and mission trips like in the Philippines. We also have Kenya and Africa on the schedule in the coming months. So God is continuing to expand our borders and continuing to elevate us to a higher and higher level. And so we're so excited with what God is doing. And if you want to be a part of that in supporting us, then you are free to do so on our website, SOGMI.org. And before we go, I want to wish every father out there that is listening right now to the prophetic voice of our time a happy Father's Day from all of us here at Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International. We want to wish you a special blessing this weekend on Father's Day. But like I said before, we are out of time. So again, my name is Joshua Sasso. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.